0: Back with another episode of Grower and Shower. I'm your host, Grow.
1: It's a Grower, not a
0: Shower. And this is Show. Let me try out my like Let me try out my like
1: up i'm the grower oh my god
0: and we're back with another episode of growing the shower reviewing episode two of watchmen i think it's been 24 hours since the first ep- or
1: second episode oh uh, yeah 24 hours let it all sink in
0: yeah i mean i think we learned from last week last week we jumped right into it right after the episode aired we were both kind of tired We also record our podcast on Sundays, so we had just done that. So, you know, like, I think we learned our lesson on recording right after an episode airs. We definitely need to let it sink in, watch it another time, let it marinate a little bit.
1: Yeah, get a a little more out of it, basically.
0: Yeah. All right, so first, first impressions of the episode, what'd you think? Just without spoilers, without anything better than the first episode, not better
1: uh no, no I, I liked him equally i think the first episode kind of shows you what the show is about second episode is really diving into uh the plot and um i enjoyed it i enjoyed it a lot i um, thought it was really good.
0: <laughs> good good no i i you know the first episode for pilot episodes i think we talked about it, it was a really good pilot episode right it introduced you to this world not too much you know you didn't get too much info you didn't just get bombarded by all this stuff that can happen a lot of the times in some of these shows i feel like where a lot of the first season of game of thrones lost some people was there's just so many characters right there's just so many people to like try and learn their names and what's going on and so many stories going on in that first season people just weren't interested so like Without that being the case in this type of show, there's less characters, especially characters that you actually like getting some type of story on. It's easier to take it all in, I should say.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, opening thoughts? What do you think? I mean, first scene, you uh, you know, you kind of see the Nazi and he's um, you know having the girl uh, record what he's saying on the typewriter, which I thought was interesting. Yeah. So well, let's go that
0: into that a little bit, right? So first off, the the second the. The name of this episode was "Marshall Feats of Comanche Horsemanship." I have no idea what that fucking means.
1: So, so I have, so I heard that before, and I googled it, and this is what's kind of uh, crazy to me. I don't understand the reason they did this. I'm not smart enough, but it was um, the Marshall Feats of Comanche Horsemanship. Okay. Yeah, I thought I'd seen it before. There's a painting called. Comanche feats of horsemanship.
0: Okay, so that's the painting in the episode.
1: That's the painting in the episode of the, the horses that you see the white horses in the chief's house. Yeah. Um, I don't know why they switched the wordage from Comanche feats of martial horsemanship to martial feats of Comanche horsemanship. There'll uh, be something there, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, that's that's above my reading uh, yes. <laughs> so I just thought it was interesting I hadn't heard it before but I didn't know where so Okay I, I
0: well that that break that, that's already better right Where like yeah. I didn't look into it at all I'm glad you did Because like they did zoom in on that painting a lot And I was just looking at that painting so hard I even paused it on it because I'm like what am I missing and The only thing I could see was like there was another native On the other side of a horse I don't, You know there was just nothing there for me I just didn't yeah. see anything But now knowing that that's the title of the episode And the rewording is different that means something. But, yeah, so you do get right away into this 19-whatever Germany. Did it even show the year or just?
1: No, we just we, asu- I think it, I it, think just, it was we, just. We, yeah, yeah.
0: We it's assume. Before, so. Yeah. Because, like, all that stuff happened with Tulsa, what, in 1921? And that's when the guy died. So, like, this just made me think this can't be World War II, right? This has yeah, got to so be.
1: I, th- I thought it was interesting because of that, because when the Nazis, it's, ob- it's the same letter. And yeah. it's the Nazi trying to uh, trying to recruit black soldiers, like African American yeah. soldiers, which I thought yeah. was crazy. And it's the letter that's being passed around. It's it maintains some kind of significance because in the first episode, you see the episode uh, the uh, the letter at the very beginning of the episode and at the very end of the episode. Yeah. The second episode, same thing. You see that letter at the very beginning and you see it at the very end. It's one of the ending, uh, you know, scenes is uh, her holding that letter. So.
0: It's exactly. got to have
1: some significance to, um, you know, what's going on in uh, Will's Will, the old man's uh, journey and how it has gotten him here.
0: No, for sure. And like, so it just made me think, OK, well, this can't be this has got to be before Hitler. You know, this has got to be before all that. You know, this wasn't really taking place in 1920s, which is where it has to be taking place. Or even before 1921, because he's still, in, you know, in war times over there, over somewhere. It looks like they're in Germany or something like that. So I don't know if this is just another alternate universe type deal where World War II took place a little bit earlier around World War One. Who knows? Yeah. Maybe we will once again. Maybe way above our rating level.
1: Yeah, yeah. But I will say, in 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 this scene, the one of the good things to like is when they flash forward to her. Uh, that's the first time you figure out because at the time I didn't really know if she had if she knew the guy. And then obviously when she had him back at her bakery in her little hideout, uh, she did yeah. not know who he was whatsoever. Well, did you catch
0: the before then? Did you catch the scene in the flashback with the the lady and the typewriter?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, that, that she was uh, right now what the Nazi was saying to type the letter.
0: No, no, but what her name was? Her name was. The man asks particular, specifically, I shouldn't say particularly, specifically for, and this might be German, but Frauden Mueller, right? And she raises her hand. And I was like, and even then I paused it because I was like, why did they mention her name? You know, you could have just said anybody. You could have just picked someone. You didn't have to like say a name and, you know, unless it's just for dramatic purposes. But the name actually comes up again later on. We'll get into yes. that. But I keep going with that. Yeah. Going into her with the old man in the wheelchair, She ha- she brings him to the... Her bakery yeah. slash hideout. That's when you find out uh, that
1: um, she doesn't know who he is at all. Exactly, she only knows, not at all. Uh, he didn't kill him, basically.
0: For sure. And what self-control she's had during all this, because the one little breakdown she does have is when she goes, you know, back further into her hideout and just has that quick little breakdown uh, with that shotgun in her hand yeah. where she bangs it against the, the door and against the cage. And you can tell that's all she – that's all she needed. Right. You can tell she was a very composed person just from that, yeah. that like something so drastic can happen in her life where she lost someone so dear to her. And then just that right there, that's all the little emotions she needed to let out to be able to compose herself again and get back to what really matters.
1: Yeah. Um, so one of the th- one of the cool things here that I, first off, it, it kind of is it a callback to the first episode, apart part that I didn't really get. So you find out that he's one hundred and five years old. Okay.
0: yeah. And like I've heard that in other places, too, and it wasn't confirmed yet. And I just didn't believe it. Right. He doesn't look one hundred and five years old. That
1: can be deceiving. But uh, no, I liked it. You kind of referenced it and then it clicked in my head. I didn't get it in the first episode. I thought he was just making a reference to to maybe he had superpowers when he said, do you think if I could, do you think I could lift 200 pounds? And then it clicked in my head. He was saying that, meaning uh, he was going to lift the police chief because he was 200 pounds. Yeah, I was to exactly. Back. Also, one of the things that I, this the first time anybody's mentioned it, but he mentioned it when she's quizzing him about who he is, he said, maybe I'm. Dr. Manhattan. So it's the first time anybody ever actually mentioned him.
0: Exactly. I wanted to bring that up. Besides the besides the quick news thing we got in the last episode, you know, we hadn't had anyone mention Dr. Manhattan. And here's the first time of, you know, him saying that. And then they bring up something where she says that, oh, Dr. Manhattan can't take human yeah. form. It's mentioned you a know. couple
1: of times, and we'll go into it later, but it's mentioned a couple of times in the episode, which has to have some kind of significance. Um, but she did mention that and he even said that he can create matter and he can grow himself to be 200 feet tall. Why would you think he can't, you know, make himself?
0: A yeah, better? exactly. Um,
1: which is very naive of her to think. And, and right when I heard that. Exactly. Exactly.
0: I mean, it just seemed like in itself, Dr. Manhattan was almost a God, right? He could almost do anything. So for to say he couldn't do that is just, it's almost. It's ignorant
1: naive, thing. especially if you got, if you got blue penis a swinging, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You're just swinging. Which we get a, a call a back to that later on. Yeah. Then uh you're definitely if you're that bold, you're definitely turning yourself into a human
0: exactly so um another thing we did get uh answer on is like we wondered where that light was coming from from his wheelchair and everything just because I hadn't seen anything, but we did get confirmation it was a flashlight from the the flash you know when she bring, first brings him to the bakery, and then you know next is we um before she loses her composure, we find that he's got these pills, and she asks him what are, what are they for, and he says, "Defer my memory," which at one hundred and five years old believable you know what i mean definitely believable yeah very very
1: one i also like that um in that scene first off he goes into talking about the the chief and she's very close to him and talking about how he has skeletons in his closet and she's saying what do you mean by that he won't answer he just keeps saying i'm the guy that killed your police chief
0: exactly and then he finally he says this several times and then she like gets in his face and asks him again and he goes i'm will who are you You know, and then like knowing what we find out later in the episode, I feel like it's more asking, Do you know who you are?
1: Uh no, I I thought the same thing. I do like too in this, we we hear for the first time we hear her I don't know if you'd call it's code name, but vigilante name, because I think they're they're kind of one in the same as Knight. Sure. Sister Knight. Yeah, sister knight. And uh but she answers the phone, yes, this is Knight. So it's kinda cool we get to hear her first like it's the first time anybody said it.
0: And then like that was another thing, like she, we don't know why yet. I think obviously it's because she just wanted to interrogate this guy because she killed someone. He killed someone so dear to her. But uh, we find out that she just acts surprised by this, and I'll be right there. Hasn't mentioned that she knew anything yeah. about it. And um, well, even before then, like right before she leaves, she you know grabs a cup that he was drinking the coffee with. Yeah, yeah. You know, the puts world's greatest in a, mom. Exactly. Takes the cup and takes it with her. And then we get this little, right after that, we get the scene of these guys at a newspaper stand and we see this kid come up and grab some newspapers. And we, I feel like that's going to have to be a callback to something later on because you don't really know. It
1: was well, such a nice car. Yeah. And I think this, this scene is important because they start talking about the interdimensional squid. That's yes. Calling. And they're, they're debating on what it is. So one of the things I didn't know when we have discussed this, is this a sequel to just the comic book or is this a sequel to the movie? Yes. And if you wait, when they zoom in on the newspaper that he's taking out of the newsstand, out of the truck, it says uh global squid fa- uh, falls baffle scientists on newspaper. So it's, it says global squid falls baffle scientists. So in my, what I think is, um, this this giant squid has not actually come because no one understands why it's happening. So I think that uh, in the comic book, of course, they had brought on a giant squid to kind of bring everybody together. And in the movie, they brought on a nuclear, basically a nuclear war. Yeah. Blamed it on Dr. Manhattan.
0: So it seems believable. From, from my standpoint right now, knowing that, and from what i have hearing from the producer saying this, I guess there's, you can say it's a, a sequel to both the endings. There's just a few things that are different, right? But I the think it's bringing that on. on.
1: I think that's why it's it's raining. Because they don't... I feel like if a squid, if that had actually happened, they would be a little more understanding and, and the newspaper may have read differently. It wouldn't have been uh, Squid Falls' with scientists" because, hey, listen, they probably would have had this squid. It killed millions of people. And they would have uh, known a little bit more about it and where it came from. As Because this would have been 30 years later, right? So I, I feel like that hadn't happened yet. And that's what this is coming on. One of the things that I do... They reference a lot in the movie is the doomsday clock, the metaphorical doomsday clock. And in the movie, they talk about like uh, they show the clock and like we're five, five minutes till midnight. And the midnight, uh, you know, it's significant because it kind of uh, it symbolizes what doomsday, this symbolizes a nuclear holocaust. Well, in this episode, a lot of times they reference midnight. They show a lot of clocks and they show the hand getting closer to midnight. They show things happening at midnight. Even when she, I know skipping for a little bit, when she gets attacked, uh, they show the clock going to midnight. And I feel like this is all leading up till the to the metaphorical doomsday clock getting to midnight just as and,
0: yeah we've heard that the, the top the clock's ticking the yeah. judd referencing TikTok and yeah the leader of you know the seventh cavalry they're all you know TikTok and everything and uh that's and that's also one of my theories is that i believe you know we see that okay that i guess that's given for we'll, we'll save that never mind yeah, we'll yeah. Save let's,
1: that. let's go yeah. for that in a little bit
0: but, but going right from there, she gets the, she gets from the, seeing the news article, I still think the global squid falls baffle scientists. I think it might be a new squid fall, right? I think we might be seeing a new type of squid fall happening. This is just my theory that I'm, I'm throwing out there real quick. I think they're seeing, like, this is, a, let's say this is just a sequel to the comic. And this is just a sequel to the squid fall happening or the squid coming, killing millions of people. And then all these random squid showers are just the aftermath 30 years later of what that was, right? And maybe they think this is alien attacks or something still like that or that, whatever. I believe that the squid falls are happening by some type of government or like team of something like that because if they keep... He is crazy. Yeah, well, if they keep dropping squids, right, these little tiny squids, the population will always be in fear of another crazy squid attack and another giant squid coming and killing millions of people. So I feel like people kind of stay more on their best behavior in this world, so, so to say, you know. We don't know yet. We we don't know why there's no like cell phones in this world. We don't know yep. why why there's no like all the cars are electrical and everything like that. Like there's fucking news reporters having like flying wings, getting over to the police and crime scene and everything and seeing all of that, you know, like, so there's, they have technology. So why they don't have certain technology, we don't know, but uh, maybe it has something to do with that.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is kind of a cool thing. This is why I thought this, you know, when, when you flash forward, when she gets just a little past this, when she goes to the side, to the scene, the the crime scene, where the police yeah. chief is hung and you see her sitting in the car with the, uh, I forget his name, but the, the guy with the mirror mask. Look, looking glass. Yeah. 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 Looking glass. And the, uh, I guess a re- reporter, uh, paparazzi, whatever you see, falls on the, on the car and yeah. they call him a moth. And then they look up and there's another one, which I kind of thought was cool because in the original, you know, Minutemen who were the, the watchmen before they were the watchmen, so the one with comedian and, You know, the OGs, uh, there was a Mothman who had the same technology, um, same type of suit. So I was wondering if that was kind of a callback to that or, you know, in my head, they have the people with the Rorschach mask and they have all this. Yeah, exactly. There's
0: a lot. There's a lot of callbacks. There's even the TV show that's out. And I just for that type of stuff, I'm wondering because we see later on. At the end of the episode, we'll get into, I'm wondering if these these people were real, right? So yeah. Night Owl and Mothman, they were all real. So I'm wondering if certain people sold their technology to certain organizations, right? Where it seems like you see a lot of the owl references and a lot of uh, the police work going on, yeah. uh, the equipment they have and stuff like that. So to say that he didn't like sell his equipment or technology to the police force and that all police have this or to say why Moth didn't release it to like paparazzi people or news yeah. reporters to say that. like. So
1: the only thing I can say about Mothman though, he was, I know he was uh, committed into a, like an insane asylum. Nice. So I'm just curious. I think I, I, in this world, it seems like a lot of people are taking on all of these. Um, I don't know if you call it like personas or uh, just kind of making them a symbol for them, just like the white supremacists did with Rorschach um, you know the Mothman, because when I when you look at it and and like there's even a the, when they go to the trailer park, it's called uh, like uh, Nixon Nation or Nixonville or something like that. Who was the president during the first? Yeah, Watch Nixonville. Movie. Yeah, Nixonville. So it's like they're kind of taking that on as like a persona, and and it's kind of like a gang mentality, should I say? So I don't know why they chose the moth. You could be you know absolutely right, or they I don't know if they just maybe adapted that technology, and you know that's how you know, what they chose to follow. I don't I'm not sure about that part. I just thought it was yeah. interesting when you see that and you know, you have the Mothman and the, in a very similar suit. So. Exactly.
0: Well, like from there, uh you know, you hear Looking Glass and Sister Knight talking to each other, almost seeming like Looking Glass was interrogating interrogating her and she kind of yeah, was, she kinda calls him out on it. Yeah. And um says something about the kids and he goes, Your kids and then we get a call back to that a little later on, finally figuring out because obviously they weren't the same race, so people were wondering what had happened, where she and her husband coming to get yeah. these kids. And then luckily we get the answer almost right away because he goes, she's like they're you know taking Judd's body down from the tree and she's hugging his body, and that's when we get a flashback of I believe the character's name is Angela, right? Yeah. Okay, so you Thanks see now. Angela. Yeah. And Angela dancing with her husband, Cal, uh, once again, once you've referenced it, them ticking down to almost midnight, very not even subtle references. If that's what we're getting at, like, yeah. you know, it was basically he was yeah, timing yeah. it off. He's like, OK, in two minutes and 40 seconds.
1: Yeah. And I will say seconds. when it all went down, she was a complete fucking badass.
0: Oh, dude. She yeah. knew people were there as soon, like before dude, they... When she
1: hit that ground and snatched that, that Christmas tree light out to make it dark, yeah. I was like, damn, that's a down bitch right there. That's who you need in your life. That's what I'm saying. She's out there throwing knives at people's chests. What are you doing with your life?
0: Well, this was, you know, she was attacked by two Seventh Cavalry mm-hmm. members and uh ends up stabbing one in the neck right away, gets a shotgun and then just gets fucking shot by the other guy.
1: So one of the things I do they never really explain, and they may do a callback later to it, is they never show how she actually survived. And I'm assuming Cal. I'm assuming, but they never showed it. And that, that I thought that was weird. And they never even mentioned it. Like they didn't mention that cow yeah. saved her. You know, the guy was in the seventh, in the Rorschach mask was standing above her with a shotgun to her face. Next scene, yeah. it's just her well, in a hospital
0: bed. I mean, here's another conspiracy. If we're gonna think that Judd was a part of, like, all this going on, you know. Maybe he stopped. Uh, well, no. He could have been one of the people attacking her.
1: Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe he just stopped it. Maybe he was in that house and said, hey, no, leave her alone. You know, don't kill her.
0: Sure. Well, I'm just going more to if he is a member of the 7th Cavalry, just when we see what we see in his closet later on, which, you know, it doesn't mean anything towards the 7th Cavalry. It could be an old school just KKK. True, uh, true uniform and we're, we'll get there soon but like
1: yeah so but anyways they wake up with her in the hospital bed and um that's when you kind of figure out that is uh a pretty significant part this is why police started wearing the mask it's called the white night happened on uh christmas eve um right at midnight so uh they killed 40 uh cops uh plus some of their families
0: i was gonna say more than just 40 families almost you know
1: yeah yeah. just it's 40 so but that's when you kind of you, you first uh find out that a little more backstory to her that night, her partner was killed um, and his, and his partner's wife was murdered as well. You know, she he's talking about the kids and he she's like the son come and grab the, the, the other girls and so on and so forth. And she said, his name is Topher. Yeah. Uh, made it made, make sure to mention that he had a name and his name was Topher. And that's when at that point, you know, we got to get a little more, like I said, backstory to her, a little more understanding. And then that's when they flash forward to the Nixonville uh, trailer park, you know, where they were going to, I guess I don't know. Just try to find anybody to blame. See? Yeah.
0: So yeah, and they even said like Nixon was their idol, right? So they're they're not down for Robert Redford. They're not down with the Redford Redford rations. You know, they're not down with anything he's done. But he's been in office so long. But now they're you you kind of get reference of it in what an episode or two now of this um, this Joe King guy that we meet later on, and it seems like they're on the side of Joe King now. And I don't know if that's because of his politics or if that's because they're just so done with Redford, but I think that's something that's going to come into play soon as well. Yeah. But uh, yeah, you get they all attack this uh, trailer park, and we get another badass fight of this guy who almost attacked him with a baseball bat, and she ends up just beating the
1: shit out of him. Yeah,
0: kind I'm of sure. once again, re- <laughs> once again releasing some steam.
1: Yeah, um, no, it was a really cool scene. Um, you know, I, I do, I think it had. Kind of, kind of. I think it gave suspicion to Glass because when he was looking at her, he was like, "Oh, you don't want to get involved." Basically, this is what you love to do. And she was like, uh, "You know, we need to kind of slow down." And then that's when that guy had come up with the baseball bat, and she beat the shit out of him. Yeah. So, but I think he's getting a little suspicious of her after the interrogation. After he mentioned that uh, sure. while they were standing there.
0: Yeah. From that next scene, they she is in regular clothes now. You see her with the mug in the bag. And she's rocking to this uh, building that is the cultural heritage building.
1: Yeah. And that's the first time, too, that you see, you know, everybody's picketing and it said, uh, Red for Nations are an abomination. And yeah. I'm really curious at what that means.
0: Yeah. And you got a sorry. Now you want a handout? Yeah. Like, like, oh, thanks for the sorry.
1: <laughs> so the only thing that I can think this is kind of a, a, a cultural significance is they're talking about uh, reparations. Yes. And,
0: uh, well, you know, it seems like everybody inv- – well, and they said it in this, that everyone who was involved or families that were involved in the Tulsa killings, then that they get some Redford rations.
1: I don't know if that's just – I think they're just not wanting to say reparations. Yes. using it. Yeah. So, but I, I mean, it's, it's kind of cultural significant. It's, you know, I think we talked about it last time, uh, cause I, a lot of people didn't know about black wall street massacre. I actually did exactly. know about it, uh, before I looked it up and it's just because I watched a documentary like six months ago and it just so happened like right when I seen it, I remembered it, but, uh, I thought it was cool. It's the first time they actually mentioned it and called it that, um, you know, they show it, they show Tulsa. But the first time they actually called it Black Wall Street was when she did go in there and they talked about the Black Wall Street massacre uh, and gave it a name, basically. And then
0: we hear from, like, the, what, treasurer, I believe it said? Yeah, yeah. That uh, he even says, only descendants of survivors are eligible for red Federation. So I'm assuming that means to the Tulsa attack.
1: Yeah, 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 no, definitely. Um, So I'm kind of curious, too, about, um, you know, how so at this point is where I do want to I do want to throw this out here I know last time last week when we talked I, I, I was kind of upset because Rorschach is, was my favorite character obviously in uh, the Watchmen movie so after rewatching all this I kind of I kind of take a step back and I, I really looked at uh, I rewatched the Watchmen movie and at this point is kind of where I realized why he was celebrated as that you know uh, I kind of look at it like uh, you know how like a lot of like kind of rednecks and police officers, they adopt the Punisher symbol. Okay, sure. What it represents. <laughs> I think this is kind of like that Punisher symbol in this universe. So he symbolized, it's kind of crazy when you look at him as a, like as what he was as a, a mass vigilante. He was completely against racism, misogyny. Uh, you know, he, he beat the shit and kill out of these people and killed them. For this, But I think they adopted it uh, as kind of a way, because he was such a big conspiracy theorist and all this stuff with the government. I can see how a white supremacist group could adopt his his methods and try to take it in their own. You know, because well, he was no good. old bars, barred. He was he was ready to go at all times. So when I started seeing all this, I can see, like, all these people against these red for nations. Yeah. So ne- next they do go back to her kind of, um, you know, after she puts the cup in. Or the, the swab in uh to, to submit his DNA. They go back to her talking to her husband Cal. At this time, I think it's it's significant again that they mention Dr. Manhattan.
0: Go back a little bit. I want to mention something else that was noticeable okay. to me. The old man on the steps that she had to pay to uh yeah. get off her steps. I think this is obviously probably like the grandfather True. of one of the kids, you know, or you know, the father of probably her partner or something like that. Yeah he basically like literally had to pay her or she had she had to pay him my yeah. bad to get off this step and, and even if it is the grandpa it just shows that he doesn't really care
1: yeah yeah no doubt.
0: but um it i believe that's what it is just cuz she was talking about custody stuff and- yeah yeah
1: no i just assumed at that point you really don't you don't know who the kids are but i had assumed that uh you know that was their grandfather even father at that time yes um but then as they go inside her and Cal start talking about it and they mention doctor manhattan again and they mention again that uh some he people can't look even, like a human what now that he can't look like a human yeah they mentioned again he can't pretend to be human so um they like they're they're referencing it referencing it so much that it's like obvious that uh he's out there somewhere you know i yep. believe i think he's exactly referring- masked himself as a human and he is uh, involved in all this, you know, cause no one's seen him. They mentioned, they mentioned a few times that no, that can't be. He's on Mars. Exactly. And then we see video of him, what
0: looks like on Mars, but we just don't ever see him. So from there, I do want to say the kid um, Topher, we learn his name is uh, in there building this awesome fucking building.
1: That's a boy. Yes. It's a boy. <laughs> That's a little, little girl right there. <laughs>
0: You, find, you see him building this awesome architecture stuff. And uh, I will say it looked like two things because I went back and watched it. It looked like uh, Ozymandias is who we expect to be him, his mansion. And it also kind of looks like what Dr. Manhattan was building in that little scene that we saw of him on Mars that he just destroys yeah. real quick. It looked, they all look very similar. So I'm wondering what this structure means or what's going on with it because we've seen this yeah. structure several times now.
1: And I still want to know why I was floating. That was cool, though. Yeah, I didn't know if it was she had powers or if that's just that toy floats. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Either way, I want it. I want that toy. So
0: they talk a little bit and they say, you know, talked about Chief dying. And he just responds with all policemen die. And then we start getting these uh, kind of montage scenes a little bit where we start seeing looking glass at what we assume is his house. And yeah, he's still so, wearing his mask.
1: Yeah, that's one of the things I wanted to point out. He's still wearing his mask. And I, th- I think that he has, I think this is the, the kind of like it, it shows that these cops and the mass vigilantes are one now. You know, back in the day, they outlawed that mass vigilantes and they had police. Yeah. And now the police have turned into mass vigilantes. You know, but I, I think there's a reference there because what they're watching on the TV is the American Hero story. And uh, one of the things I liked is kind of find out what the first part is about. It's about, uh, you know, Hooded Justice and they go into him. I didn't know a lot about his character. The only reason it clicked in my head who he was is that, you know, in the, the watching movie, he was, all, he was the one that stopped um, the comedian from raping, you know, yeah. Silk, a Silk Spectre.
0: So here's a callback that I had from my, later. You know, it's with this dead body floating in the river, right?
1: Yeah, uh, the Ralph Muller.
0: Yeah, Ralph Muller. Well, then here we go with Ralph Mueller. Who did I say in the beginning what her name was? And it says her name was F- Freyden Mueller or Mueller or whatever it was. So I'm guessing this is a callback to her. They have to be related in some way. So I'm guessing this secretary probably hooked up with this commander, you know, whoever that was. Because I don't think it's Nazi just because, you know, obviously it wasn't World War II, but I, probably some form of it. Right. Yeah. So I'm wondering where those ties are going to come into play. Like now we're getting a deeper story about that character because we see that badass scene of him just beating everyone's ass. And this is what I love about this world is that they don't give a fuck about killing people or not. It's nah. like these are bad people. Let's well, just fuck them up.
1: Yeah, and in that scene, that's what he said. He said, um, "You know, why, you know, why don't you take off the mask or something like that? Or who are you under the mask?" And he said, um, "I wear a mask because I don't know who the fuck I am," which I thought was cool. And that's why I also think that these people, you know, the you you see uh, Glass wearing his mask while he's eating. I think he wears it because he doesn't truly know who he is. You see the Seventh uh, Cavalry wearing the Rorschach mask while they're in a basement doing something, you know, just hanging out.
0: Yeah, um, exactly. Making a fucking, I don't know, bomb jacket of some yeah.
1: sort. which they don't have to have the mask on right then. You know, you're okay. Everybody knows who, who yeah. we are, you are. Know? Unless they don't,
0: though. That's the other thing, right? Could Maybe be. they don't know who other Seventh Cavalry members are. You know, could even be. that's the secret. You know how, like, some cops don't know who other cops are. They could be doing the same thing. Mm-hmm, definitely.
1: You know, but after that show kind of ends, you see, uh, you know, the Black Knight go to the chief's house and kind of fake a fainting fil- illness and uh, start using her badass x-ray goggles, which I wish I had. Yeah, which look like owls. Oh, uh, yeah, dude. Um, I mean, I love owls, but damn, I want them x-ray glasses. <laughs> uh, but then that's when she finds the KKK hoodie. I don't know if you call it a hoodie, <laughs> a robe and hood yeah, very old school a literal, KKK. A literal skeleton in his closet.
0: Yeah, which was a little too, which he even makes a callback to. He's like, I didn't mean seriously.
1: Yeah, yeah. I can't um, so.
0: Well, just before then, I was just right back to the Ralph Mueller thing and the Hooded Justice before we moved too far on. Was that, you know, he even says in his talking that like, I'm not ready to tell who it really is uh yeah, that yeah. you know that that died and everything like that you know so obviously we're going to give a call back to him later on and i think we're going to call back to all the original minutemen or, or watchmen per se you know yeah
1: from here one of the things i like to mention this is when it shows you know adrian veidt who's uh ozzy Mendez, and uh One of the first things I want to mention is he's riding a horse, and before we really know how crazy he is, he reaches up and takes a tomato off of a tree and bites it like an apple. Yeah, that's crazy. I don't know what kind of sick fucks are out there, but if you're just biting a tomato like an apple, you're about to do some sick shit to some sick folks. You know what I'm saying? And tomatoes don't grow in trees like that. Yeah, that's. But I just thought it was crazy that he bit it and it was the tomato. I was like, what the fuck? So, but anyways, um. Then you start seeing them kind of, you know, they were. You see a guy who calls Mr. Phillips, and he's asking about a watch. It'll be a prop, and so on and so forth. And he says, uh, "Have you ever considered that you're a prop?" Which I thought was a, you know, kind of a dickish thing to say. I didn't really know why yeah. at the time. Well, what do you?
0: What do we think they are? Are they just all they are? Are clones of something? What are these? People? So, well,
1: you don't know they're clones yet. So, what happens is, it goes and they start playing out the the play of Doctor Manhattan and, and how it happened. Right? They reference the time again. And then he just sets that guy on fire. And the guy's yelling, master, you know, so on and so forth. I thought it was awesome. Yeah, yeah, it was pretty cool. And then you see another blue penis come down, right? That was even more awesome. Yeah, yeah, a lot of blue dicks in this. And, um, you know, they're kind of clapping and stuff. And, that you know, like, oh, this is so great and so on and so forth. And that's when you, they all start taking off their masks and so on and so forth. And you see they all look exactly the same. So the only thing I think that is that they are clones uh, that he's made up. He is the smartest man in the world. Or yeah. was
0: I'm assuming he still is, yeah. Um, and like I, I, just, and that's what I'm assuming all of this is. That's why I think he's part of the why the squids are falling, yeah. And everything like I said, he's got a tomato tree. He's cloning people. He's, yeah. you know, I just he's already faked his death from what we've seen in the first episode. Uh, you know, they said his real name. Uh, had He had died and everything like that So this is obviously him in hiding
1: Which all that technology, why are you growing a tomato tree, bro? You can just grow tomatoes like everybody else You know? Yeah I don't understand him Like that's the worst part of this whole episode That's m- what makes me think he's a sociopath <laughs> He used his whole mind just to grow some tomatoes on a tree So, um, but it did make me wonder a couple things that didn't understand um, You know, they did, he did pick up his watch He referenced, they looked at the time again The time as he hit it it went back to going to midnight, so they, you know, another the reference to the metaphorical doomsday clock. Um, yeah, I didn't. He asked the clone uh, that was there, the guy that was there, uh, "Do you want to be the new Mister Phillips?" And he says, "Oh yeah, that'd be an honor." And I don't know the significance behind Mister Phillips or who Mister Phillips we'll, is.
0: We'll figure that out soon for sure. Yeah, I did notice that the the female clone. I'm assuming there's more of her. I don't think we see that there's more of her just yet. Yeah, but um, you know when he picks up the, <laughs> which is a brutal scene of him just ripping this watch out of this like dead clone's corpse, and we see it's a real body. It's not a robot. It's nothing yeah. like that because you know, it's all so it's yeah, exactly. So and she has had you know has the watch stopped and or did it, did it stop? I don't know. if She says watch, but like did it stop? The other goes, no, it's just begun. Yeah, yeah. That's so we know something else is taking place, right? Yeah, yeah. So something else is about to start happening. And then right out, right after that, the next scene right away is Sister Knight going back to the hideout. And the old guy's just in there
1: boiling some eggs. Just cooking some eggs. Yeah. I mean, that's better than eating tom- raw tomatoes off of a bush. But, um, yeah, he's boiling some eggs. And he, like, asked her if he like, Which I thought was a very considerate thing to say. You know, hey, listen, I'm making Especially some eggs. Especially at 105. Yeah, yeah. But I do I do like this part because she says, Where did you get eggs? And he said, Oh, I went across the street, you know, to the, yeah. to the grocery. You know, and you see, he's not right back. Up. yeah, yeah, I just came right back. So he's obviously <clears throat> not as uh, confined as we believe, or she believes, should I say, not me. But anyways, he's making eggs. Um, one of the cool things I thought is, you know, as the timer go right as the timer goes off for the eggs, the phone rings.
0: It's I didn't coming. notice that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Right as the uh, he has the timer on the on the uh, table while he's cooking the eggs, and then right as it goes off, that's when the phone rings. Which I, I definitely did
0: not notice that
1: right away. Like, how the hell did you you know sync that up time frame? Which so thought- this is
0: this is the phone call about um, the where she was earlier, and yeah. they say you know you have two ancestors and you have two descendants. So I'm assuming the two ancestors were going to be his mom and his dad that we see in you know the beginning of the first episode, but then you have two descendants. So is that just we know she's one of them? Yeah, but we don't know who the other one is. Yep. So we don't know if that's like a direct relative, like her father, and that's her grandfather. You know, like we, we we're not quite sure there. So, but we do know that there's one more descendant out there.
1: Yeah, I and I, I think that they uh, that kind of references she was her granddaughter. Yeah,
0: they did reference that she's the granddaughter, but
1: yeah, yeah. So she's he's the grandpa, but yeah, we're gonna have to figure out who the who everybody else is out there. Maybe she got a brother.
0: Yeah, maybe a brother. Maybe it's like I said, the mother or father. Maybe um, a cousin.
1: Maybe a friend yeah, who knows.
0: She, well, and then she, you know, eventually, when she looks at the guy, and he knows immediately, and he asks, "What you par- yeah, me?" He's <laughs> like your parents didn't say anything about me, so obviously something went is going on there
1: i do like at this moment though when they're talking about it and she and she says that uh one thing i want to reference real quick is she says um you know i should have taken you in a long time ago and he said oh i would have i would have gotten out i wouldn't have made it there or something like that yeah. and then he says i have friends in high places and kind of laughs it off and she just kind of you know doesn't know how to take it
0: so that was cool so yeah but and then she asks, like you know what what is he wanting or something like that and uh, he's something, like, something along those lines, and he goes, I just wanted to meet you, you know. Yeah, then he she says he's under arrest and she's just kind of done with it all. Takes him outside, kind of like hugs him very gently, yeah, like putting him in reason. the car. Yeah, very gently, put caressing him, putting him in the car. And then this giant fucking magnet just comes and smashes yeah. down on top of the car
1: and just takes, which I'd have been pissed if I was her, like you couldn't have just taken him in the wheelchair. That shit's metal. You got to take my car.
0: Yeah, That's ridiculous. Yeah, like. You could have just told me I would have let you have them, you know? Yeah,
1: like, I need that. I got to go to work and shit.
0: But it also looks like, you know, we can't tell. It kind of looks like there's propellers, but maybe that's just them trying to play with us. It could be another one of those uh, flying machines we see in the first episode that Night Owl, That this is my name right, Night Owl? Yeah. Uh, his character had. So we'll see, you know, but uh, gets the old man, gets in the car, flies away, and she's just looking in the distance like, God damn it.
1: Say so what the fuck happened.
0: And then the outro song was some beastie boys, which you gotta love.
1: Yeah. No, it's some cool shit. Um, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see kind of what happens. Um, so I don't really know.
0: Do you do you <laughs> got any know. do you have any theories just off bat of like what you think's gonna happen in the next couple episodes or next episode or what characters might be doing?
1: Um, nothing crazy. I def I think the old man is working with uh Adrian Vaught, how you pronounce his name? Uh, Sure. I would have believed you. Yeah, yeah. Um, I do believe he's working with him. I think that may be his friend in high places uh another thing i don't understand he did mention dr manhattan but the way he mentioned it i don't know if he's actually working with him or just
0: well he mentioned yeah there's a couple things and like what well, we've seen in the trailer somebody like something's happening with dr manhattan where like you know maybe that wasn't him picking up a mask of dr manhattan but someone had a doc dr manhattan mask and whoever that was was also picking up had blue skin you know yeah. we don't know who that is or what that you know could be yet but do- and that's in just in the streets of what could be a parade. So I think we're going to find out more about Dr. Manhattan in a few episodes from now. Yeah. You know, there's only seven episodes left already. So, um, but overall, what'd you think of the episode? Like, now that, you know, we've talked it through and, we're, you know, I feel like the highs of this episode were more consistent and, you know, you got more of an answer at points. Excuse yeah, me. I think,
1: I think that's what they were kind of going for. Um, just, uh, you know, Giving you a little more background on her, the chief, you know, the police officers, what's going on with them, uh, just to kind of see what brought them to the point they're at, um, which is cool. Uh, also learn. I like that you learn a little bit more about, you know, obviously her and the old man. Um,
0: yeah. Something's going to
1: but You learn a little bit, you know.
0: Well, so far, I've, uh, I'm am a I'm a real fan of this series so far i want to know what's going to happen next episode i don't want it to you know be a be a letdown i hope it's not i hope there's some fulfillment throughout this you know i what i liked about westworld is that that they did different from lost and some of you know not that every thing needs to be compared to something else but here i am doing it yeah (laughs) when you have these shows that leave you with questions and stuff like that like what Westworld did right was they left you with the question, but then they a- answered it almost immediately within the next episode, or within a few episodes, you know. Yeah. Like they didn't leave you on some like I'm gonna here's this like, crazy question. Walking
1: Dead. Like, walk in bed. like yeah, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna leave never, you on this, I'm never gonna answer it, and then I'll talk never. to you about
0: three seasons from now. exactly. So right. as long as they do stuff like that, where you, okay, you've got me wondering, you've got me invested, just pay it off, and then and. Ask me another question and then give me an episode or two and then pay it off. And if they do something like that, I think it'll be successful, especially for audiences that aren't comic book fans, that aren't just, ran, you know, that are just random fans of the show that like HBO shows. And I think this has potential.
1: No, I'm, I'm excited. I, um, I definitely, I like, I like a comic book, you know, kind of like a rated R comic book TV show. Um, I like that it's not, you can't really get the Watchmen feel from the first couple episodes. I think yeah. they're going to go more into it just to draw you in. Um, and like I said, I, I like what they've done so far, kind of like what you mentioned where, uh, you know, they're putting some stuff out there, but they're also answering it. And uh, I think that's the most important part. I don't like too exactly. many crazy cliffhangers that I got to try to guess all the time on, so.
0: Well, what do you rate this episode? One out of ten. Mm,
1: I give it a seven.
0: Okay. I was going to say another six. Like I said, you 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 got me interested I don't think it was crazy good. I think there were some high points and they were more consistent, but you didn't like every, once again, I felt like I saw everything that was coming uh, for the most part. Um, Once they do something that amazes me, we'll talk about it. But until then, I'm going to start, you know, give these episodes sixes. I can't wait for next episode. Uh, I think this will be coming out on Thursday. So we'll only have a few more days from then to see what happens. And uh, maybe we can be more... uh, Maybe we can uh, do a deep dive episode once we get some more information on what the fuck is going on in this series. All right, Brad. Thanks for listening to another episode of Girl in the Shower. Hope you tune in next week.